You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode 39, Going First. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. It is officially spring. You made it. I made it. We made it. It's been a fascinating winter. So let's get right into this episode today. I have a bad habit. We'll just call it a habit and stop the judgment of it. Here it is. I wait for others to demonstrate the characteristics or words or language or management of a situation first before I rise to the occasion. I hold back. I don't bring out my best self. I wait for somebody else. I wait for them to say thank you or to inquire on what's going on, or to solve a conflict, or to be gracious first. And you can imagine it's waiting and waiting and waiting and growing frustrated and waiting. And it's not all the time, but it's enough and it's uncomfortable. It's the expectation that people can read my mind and assume that they know exactly what I want. They want the same thing. They know how to do it, except that they don't. It's me waiting for others to prove that it's okay for me to bring out my best self, that it's okay to do more than what I think is necessary or more than what others would do. It's risking being too much and it's risking vulnerability, that emotional exposure, risk, and uncertainty using Brene Brown's definition. Isn't that funny? Holding back on being one's best self on demonstrating gratitude, on leaning into conflict, on leading a situation, just holding back. And sadly, it's holding back when it's likely needed the most. Because if others knew how to do it, they would. If they wanted it done, it would be done, or they'd figure it out, they'd be working on it. If there was a structure in place for everyone to win, it would be used. And I'm tired of this practice. I'm tired of this belief system. And I'm tired of lying to myself. Here's the lie. That there's more within me that's possible. And then not doing anything about it. So lying to myself to say that that's enough. And to not bring my whole self to a situation. Lying to myself and saying, well, it's not safe. It's not predictable. It's not certain because I can shift my thinking. I can say that it's always safe. It's only my mind that determines emotional safety. It's how I view something, how I judge a situation, how I judge myself, that's it. I could also decide it's always predictable. If I show up as my best self, it's predictable how I'm going to feel because it's based only on my thinking. And it's predictable what the outcome will be for me showing up as my best self and saying that's enough. There's the outcome. What it results in for others, don't know. Maybe none of my business. It's always certain that I can choose. I can give myself permission. 
I don't have to rely on anything externally to determine my internal dialogue and what I am going to bring out in a situation. I don't need anything external to determine my worth or value or creativity. I can always choose to live my best life, to live a higher calling, and to be certain in both who I am and who I'm becoming. Ah, the human experience. Add in a little ego and wow. Add in some wanting to be important or special or different. Wanting to be recognized, but just a little bit, enough to satisfy the ego, but not too much. And how that all leads to holding back, to waiting for a turn, to waiting to go second or never going at all. This all came up through doing a leadership assessment quiz and realizing in my responses how much I wait for others to show the values that I want to see before I show up as that person too. That there has to be matching. And I don't go first sometimes. <sighs> so I miss out. I miss out on a number of opportunities to fully show up and embrace the person that I know I can be. Or at least I think I can be. Until it's put into practice, we can't really know. And especially until it's put into practice in those times when we're uncertain, that we doubt, that we have fear, we can't really know. The person I want to be, the one who extends grace, the one who looks for and extends opportunities, the one who shows others what's possible, what's possible for their life based on what was possible, what is possible for mine. As just an example, not the road for anyone else to travel down, only an example of what happens when you travel down a road, what is possible, and to be that person who freely shares gifts who shows kindness when it's absolutely not required, who communicates in a phenomenal manner through conflict when it's personal, with the stuff that feels bad. To be the person who rises above conflict to find that truth and that connection and identify what the real problem is because it's never at the surface level. It's always deeper. And to be the person who accepts disconnection because there are times to move on and to do so peacefully. So it was eye-opening to see how much I wait and find reasons to justify it, which are really excuses to justify it and to perpetuate it. It's not comfortable. I don't know. They don't think like me. I'm different. It doesn't matter. No one cares. All of those excuses My coach recently sent out a message about the language we use and shifting it so that we can see things differently. Instead of saying to ourselves, these are things that frustrate me, labeling it differently and saying, these are my favorite things to complain about. Notice the difference in that energy? Things that frustrate me. That means that the world is directing all its negative energy at me. It's coming at me. I'm defenseless. There's nothing I can do. When you turn it around and say, favorite things to complain about, look at how that energy is going out and casting blame on others. They should be different. We can use our energy differently. We don't have to take in all the negative energy, or we don't have to label the energy as coming in as negative. We can simply just watch it pass on by. We also don't have to direct our energy negatively to others. 
Nobody has to be different. It all has to start within, and it can only start within. So that means shifting our language to match our values and consistently show up as our best self. I'll tell you, even if somebody shows up as that person that I want them to be, or demonstrating those values that I want to see, that doesn't guarantee that anything's going to change about me and how I show up. It still remains optional. It may be more likely, but still optional. So it's a matter of finding out, am I really lying to myself? Am I really capable of being that person, regardless of what's in front of me or around me? We only find out when we try. It starts with how we see ourselves and our potential to impact the world to consistently live the values that we hold to be our truth. And that means the essence of who we are, and that is what speaks for us. Looking at values, in Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, it's a phenomenal book for anyone that really wants to grow their life. There's an exercise in choosing the one or two most important values that guide your life. And there's a list of over a hundred The list is good. It has things like integrity, financial stability, family, faith, honesty, leadership, courage, goes on and on. And they are all amazing choices. And you have to pick one or two. It's a fun challenge to see what rises above everything else when you've got to start crossing things off the list because they're not your first filter, not the first way that you view things to get down to what is essential. So if you had to pick two, and granted you don't have a list in front of you, totally fine. If you had to pick two, what are the values that guide everything for you? Mine are love and learning. And through this, I can do all things. When I'm in the spirit of learning and extending love to myself and others, all things are possible. Even in the worst of times. Because I can either lean on love or lean on learning. And either is going to get me to what's most important and provide the opportunity to share the gifts I have. And either one is incentive to go first. Yep, go first. No waiting, no hesitating, no shaming. Going first. Risking that uncertainty of how it will be for others but having certainty that we can bring our best self forward and let that be enough. And from there we can learn, we can grow, or we can be satisfied. Our choice. In the last episode, we talked about spring renewal. Consider this as being the next step for that process for you. Going first. As you think about your life, as you evaluate your life, do you see areas that you hold back? Do you wait for safety or an invitation or certainty that it's safe? If you do, welcome to the club. You're not alone. This is a safe place to be. It's comfortable. It's warm enough. Except you may be restless too. You may be uncomfortable too. Wondering, are you lying to yourself? Is it all really in there? The only way to know is to bring it out and find out to bring it out and see what shows up. So this is a restless place to be. Take a deep breath, put your shoes back on. This journey requires movement and effort. 
And that's directing the energy of restlessness into something that's going to move your life or keep moving your life. Author Marianne Williamson said, We are not held back by the love we didn't receive in the past, but by the love we are not extending in the present. Which sounds like going first, and not judging, and bringing out all of our best self, and being the person whose confidence is derived from knowing that you've got your own back, that you create your own emotional safety, that you provide the predictability on how you will respond to anything around you. And if you fall, you'll create your own soft landing and pick yourself back up. You know you, you bring you, and you bring out the best of you. As we look at spring and we look at renewal, consider going first and choose one area of your life and try it out. It may be clunky and awkward and uncomfortable, and that's okay. It's both about who you are and who you're becoming. It's your life experience. It's your growth. Growing a life from good to phenomenal, there's plenty of room on the road, and it's a journey. The beauty is that it takes your life farther. It opens up more perspective. It opens up more beauty. And it starts to become regenerative, meaning the more you get, the more you give, the more you get back. It's sustaining and it's exciting. So grow your life. Go first. Risk vulnerability. Risk being too much. And I'm right there with you. If you want to take the leadership assessment quiz, go to BreneBrown.com. There's a tab at the top. It says Dare to Lead Hub. And if you scroll down, you'll see a list of eight ways to engage with the work. Click on number two, take the Daring Leadership Assessment. There's also the Values PDF in the same place. So instead of clicking on number two, click on number four for workbook picks and glossary. And on that page, if you scroll down, you'll see a list of values that'll take you right to the PDF both free, both resources. See what you've come up with. See if you're challenged with picking just one or two values and then how you narrow it down. It's fascinating. Encourage others around you to do the same. It creates a very interesting conversation. Go first. So I'm sending you a high five and all my best and I'll see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? Then message me at Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.